You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thank you for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. The title sponsor of today's podcast is our good friends at rockauto.com. Reliably low prices, amazing selection, all of the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. Check them out at rockauto.com. A lot to get to on a Monday edition of the show. BYU football getting back into the swing of things after four months of a lot of downtime and a lot of Zoom meetings. They're actually going to be getting back together as a team and beginning, I guess, the preparations in earnest for the upcoming football season. We'll talk about exactly what it will entail today as they get back together. We'll also run down some recruiting news in terms of BYU football, two commitments over the weekend, as well as some offers going out. We'll tell you about those, recap all of that for you, as well as getting to our player countdown series, who is the best Cougar to have worn the number 38? We'll examine that on today's show as well. Today's show is also brought to you in part by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you a little bit about them later on in today's show. With that rundown out of the way, let's get to it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for July 27th, 2020. What's up, friends? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast, Focus on the BYU Cougars, with us here. This podcast, we aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know about each and every day, as well as passing along insider information that you will not find anywhere else. So make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening in from, where you get your podcast. That way you never miss an episode every day as we talk about the Cougars. Kicking off today's show, some good news is that BYU football is getting back together as a team for the first time in, what, over four months since they had to shut down spring practice due to the COVID-19 pandemic. They're getting back together and beginning their preparations for the college football season. Now, in talking with some people inside the program, and this is the insider information, as I promised you guys right there just a second ago, talking with people inside the program, there's no guarantee that an announcement of a schedule agreement between BYU and a team for early September is going to come today or in the next little bit. What I was told is what BYU is doing here is they're actually going on a day-by-day basis as they get ready for the college football season. Tom Homo last week on BYU Sports Nation, if you saw him in his state of the program address for the BYU football program, he talked about the fact that the BYU football program was chasing a waiver from the NCAA to begin preparations for the season. They get practices going and get ready with the six-week program that the NCAA Oversight Committee had recommended and was ratified by the NCAA Division I Council. What that would mean for this week is BYU would actually be able to have meetings with coaches and players for the first time in person. And starting later in the week and early next week, they can begin walkthroughs and really start getting ready for the college football season. So late this week, you start seeing some walkthroughs of the football. And then early next week, you can start seeing them start put on the pads and getting ready for the season. But as I said, and talking with people around the program, this is very much a day-by-day process. A could meet together tomorrow, and then Tuesday could be, you know what, we have to we have to cast off once again and uh, kind of suspend operations once again. It's really that uh, tenuous of a situation right now for the BYU football program, but I can tell you this much. 
The people inside the BYU football program are ecstatic that they're starting to get ready for the college football season. There is a growing sense and a lot of confidence that if the SEC, the Big 12, and the ACC, to a degree, all say that they're going to play games and not just go to a conference game-only model where they maybe play conference games. You play conference games, but you have a plus one or plus two model where you have two non-conference games. That's where BYU will be making their hay in terms of getting the five games that they had canceled on them by both the Big Ten and the Pac-12 rescheduled. As I said, I'm not expecting an announcement today. It could come, and by the time you hear this podcast, it may have already come. I can acknowledge that, hey, I don't know exactly the details on that, but in talking with people around the football program, they didn't anticipate a scheduling announcement today, speaking of Monday, and then looking forward. They said it really kind of depends on when the announcements come from the SEC, the Big 12, and the ACC, and what those announcements have in them. Are they going to a conference game-only model? Are they going to have plus one? Are they going to have plus two non-conference games? Whatever those arrangements end up being, BYU will find games at that point if it's not just all just conference games. Hopefully, I'm making myself clear. I'm probably talking around in circles on you guys, and I apologize for that. But wanting to get you guys the most information that I can pass along to you in a timely manner. So the good news is BYU, yeah, they're getting back together. Coaches are meeting with players, position group meetings, weight room with the weight coaches. It is on for all intents and purposes for the BYU football program. They're acting as if they're going to be getting ready for the college football season and not anticipating an interruption, but they do know it's very much a day-by-day process at this point for the Cougars. So it, uh, based on what I understand is BYU did get the waiver in place in terms of being able to be in their preparations for the college football season. And I don't expect a scheduling announcement to come out today or here in the next couple of days. It could come out later this week. There's no, there's no qualm in me saying that, but I'm just passing along what I'm hearing from people inside the program. And I'm looking forward to seeing what's happening with the BYU football program. They are ready to go. They're very excited, as you would expect. I think a lot of BYU football fans are excited by extension. I'm ecstatic because, let's be honest, I've done a daily podcast for over four months without any live sporting events involving the BYU athletic department. I want to see games. I have been a broken record on that, talking about it day in and day out, that I am anticipating seeing BYU football this fall. There's a growing sense of confidence that it will happen this fall for BYU. What the schedule looks like, that remains to be determined, but the good news is is it sounds like BYU is working with a lot of big names, and you already heard one in Alabama. I've also heard names like TCU, Oklahoma State, all thrown out there that BYU could come to an agreement with, but it's all kind of contingent on the Big 12, the ACC, and, and the SEC deciding, okay, what are we doing with our schedules this fall? Pray and hope that the scheduling agreements between those conferences come to a conference game plus one or plus two non-conference games because that means at that point, BYU will be able to lock in some games and that means that Alabama game very much could be on the horizon at that point. So that's some great news with the BYU football program and the great news is BYU football for all intents and purposes is back in our lives and they are preparing as if they will have no further interruptions. But like I said, It's a day-by-day process, and we'll see what happens as we get closer and closer to the college football season. As I mentioned in the open, we are 38 days away from BYU opening up their college football season, or where they were supposed to be opening up their college football season against the University of Utah. Originally, 
We are continuing with our player countdown series. We'll get to that here in just a moment. Who is the best Cougar to have worn the number 38? We'll break that down, let you guys know what the fan vote came out with, and if I disagree with it, we'll get to all of that in a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at rockauto.com. I've told you about this company multiple times, guys, and I can't recommend them enough. If you have anything that you need for your car, truck, or SUV, classic muscle car, your daily driver, whatever it might be, they have all the parts your car will ever need. And I mean that sincerely. I can't make that any more clear. You need motor oil. They'll ship it right to your door. You can get the exact grade, whatever you want, whatever brand you want, shipped directly to your door. You need to get a new tail light. You need to make sure that your, what, exhaust manifold is replaced. Whatever it might be, they have all the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. You can go on their online marketplace and search it out. This is a 20-year-old company, guys. They know exactly what they're doing, and they're going to make sure you are taken care of. Gone are the days of having to go to the auto parts store saying, hey, I need to replace this. And the guy behind the counter who you may or may not trust to really know what he's talking about says, well, we've got these three options. That's not the case with Rock rockauto.com. They're going to make sure that you have every option available to you for your car and your in your specific category. You can search by price. You can search by specifications. You can search by model number. Whatever it is, you can customize your experience at rockauto.com. I would encourage you guys to check it out. And the best part about it all, it's all shipped directly to your door. That's our good friends at rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts, like I said, that your car, truck, or SUV could ever need. Check them out. Our good friends at rockauto.com. The number 38 in BYU football history is one that's rich with specialist tradition, and that is mainly due to two brothers who wore the number 38 in BYU, for BYU football, speaking of Matt and Mitch Payne. And obviously, we've been continuing with this player countdown series each and every day, and today, specialists really take over the position, joined by one BYU linebacker in our finalist group. As I mentioned, both Matt and Mitch Payne, two of the best kickers in BYU football history. Matt also was a standout punter for BYU. Both are finalists. There's no doubt about it. Also joined by former BYU punter Jesse Sowards, a good kicker in his own right. Really guy could boot the ball in the late 90s. So three specialists and then our lone, uh, I guess, what skill player we'll call him, is a linebacker, Butch Pau. Most recently uh, retired or graduated Cougar joins the finalist field here and a lot of good players as you would expect amongst this finalist field but we've been doing this each and every day and if you can follow us on Twitter at Locked on Cougars you can vote each day in this player countdown series and have your voice heard in today's <laughs> I'm just laughing because I'm thinking of what we're going to talk about here in just a second apologies for that but Looking at the finalists today, and let's run them down real quick, the, the percentages for you guys. Matt Payne, obviously, is in, in a guy that BYU fans will remember forever, so long as people who saw him play are alive. That's the biggest thing about it. Maybe even longer than that because of his replays you see on Twitter and on Facebook and on YouTube, wherever you see it. One of the, or two of the best hits I've ever seen laid by a kicker came in the same game for Matt Payne in 2004, up there on the blue turf against Boise State. This is a heartbreaking game, though, because for all the hits that Matt put on Chris Carr, he was the punt returner for Boise State, Matt Payne laid not one, but two slobber knockers, we'll call them, on this young man. And to his credit, he kept coming back into the game and kept getting it done. And it was impressive in that regard. 
But the disappointing part of all this is Matt Payne missed what would have been the game-winning 38-yard field goal and it was pushed it wide left. And it would have just been a monster, monster win for BYU in 2004. Obviously, this is one of the darkest times in BYU football history of recent memory. It was the beginning of the end for Gary Croton. Well, actually, it was the end because it was 2004. It was his last year as head coach. But you can think what might have happened had BYU made that kick. Matt Payne makes that kick against Boise State. Boise State at that point in one of their heydays, one of the best seasons they've had in program history. They are lights out. At that point, they had the longest win home win streak going, and BYU could have snapped that with one kick. And it's unfortunate, but Matt Payne in that game, two of the biggest highlight hits I've ever seen from a kicker, only to be undone by that missed kick that would have won the game for his team. And I would guarantee if you were to talk to him, and I'm sure he's, I think he's still living here locally along the Wasatch Front, I think he would say, you know what, I would trade one of those two hits for that made kick. I would almost guarantee that he would say that. And some of you may have a way of getting in touch with him. We'd love to talk to him about it. But Matt Payne, as you would expect, one of the best kickers and also punters in BYU football history going to be the fan vote getter in today's uh, podcast and our rundown of the best players to have worn that number. Him coming in with just over 50% of the vote, 51.8% of the vote as of recording. Butch Pauwu in second place with 34.5%. Mitch Payne just under 11% at 10.9%. And Jesse Sowards coming in in last place at 2.7%. But Matt Payne, man, he really had the perfect last name for what he did to Chris Carr that night up there in Boise. He also went on to actually have some multiple uh, punt, uh, fake punts. I remember one against Air Force, if I'm not mistaken. He was a great athlete. There's no doubt about it. If Matt Payne would have wanted to play tight end or linebacker, or maybe even defensive end, had he put on a little bit more weight, I have no doubt he could have contributed to any of those positions because he had the athleticism. This was not your typical kicker. And Mitch, his younger brother, kind of in the same mold, maybe not to the same level of athleticism that Matt had. Matt was a high school soccer player, played multiple sports, and could have played multiple positions at the college level in football. But hey, his pride and joy, what he loved to do was to kick the football. And boy, he did kick it. There's no doubt about that. And Matt Payne, man, it would have been cool to see him playing tight end or linebacker for the Cougars, but they couldn't sacrifice what he could do as a specialist kicking and punting the ball for BYU to allow him to potentially get himself injured at that level. But man, what could have been if Matt Payne maybe played a different position for BYU? And that's not to take anything away from what he did as a kicker and a punter. Like I said, he is one of the best. There are a few names of kickers and punters in BYU history that come more readily to mind than Matt Payne. Lee Johnson, old Thunderfoot himself, a guy we'll probably talk about down the road here a little bit, obviously in the mix there. I think you'd have the Potchman brothers, both Ethan and Owen, probably Owen to a larger degree in that mix as well. Uh, more of recent memory, you probably look at guys like Justin Sorensen, but you think of the best kickers in BYU history, and Matt Payne is right up there as one of, if not the best kicker in BYU football history. And like I said, an easy pick today. The fan vote going in favor of him, and I'm not disagreeing today. Matt Payne, the best cougar to have worn the number 38 in a BYU uniform. And that's not, take, that's not to take anything away from the other finalists here. Butch Pau, a great linebacker for BYU. Despite being undersized, really would bring the hurt uh, playing that middle linebacker spot. Had a good career. Now coaching down there at Snow College, coaching the linebackers. 
And uh, obviously, Snow College getting their season pushed to the spring. It'll be a new kind of era for Juco football. We'll see how that all shakes out for Butch and the Snow College Badgers. And then Mitch Payne, I wanted to talk for a minute here. Well, the funny thing about Mitch Payne is he actually has the all-time points record for a kicker in a BYU uniform. He broke his brother's record, made more kicks, more PATs during his BYU career over four years to own that record. And obviously, he'll have that over his older brother. But if I'm Matt, if Mitch ever talks crap to me, I'm like, hey, um, you want to pull up YouTube and just look up Matt Payne, Monster Hits versus Boise State? Yeah, that's me right there. You see Chris Carr? Yeah, him holding his sternum as if it's been cracked in half. Yeah, that's me. So uh, fun little debate, I think, there with the Payne brothers. But two great players, no doubt about it. But Matt Payne, I think, head and shoulders above the rest on today's player countdown series. All right, coming up here in just a second, a recruiting update. Two new commitments uh, to the BYU football program for the 2021 class. Both of them legacy prospects. We'll talk about them as well as some of the offers that went out recently. And some good news is one of the best prospects in the state of Utah involving the BYU football program. That's all ahead here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. I've told you about this company a lot over the past few weeks, and I will continue to tell you and sing their praises as much as I possibly can. All Guard Pest Control is the best company to trust with your pest control needs, no matter what it is. You have an ant invasion in your kitchen. You've got a wasp nest like I recently had on the outside of my home up in the eaves. Whatever it might be, All Guard Pest Control can take care of you guys, and they'll make sure that it is abated and taken care of, or they'll come back out and make sure it's taken care of until it goes away. I love this company, All Guard Pest Control. I can't say enough good things about them. Seth and his team, Seth Baird being the owner of All Guard Pest Control, big-time BYU fan, a guy who loves his Cougars, but also loves to make sure that his customers are taken care of. They offer two unique different service plans that you can take advantage of as a customer of All Guard Pest Control, and I hope you guys will. One is a three-month process where they come out once every three months. Make sure that your home has a barrier up around it all year round to keep what's supposed to stay on the outside on the outside and keep everything on the inside, your family, your pets, whatever it might be you're trying to keep safe on the inside safe. That's the best part about it. It's got a year-round barrier up and it makes sure that your your family, your pets, everything else on the inside are comfortable on the interior of your home. Also, if if you have a one-time issue, you need one thing taken care of one time, they'll come out and take care of you as well. They're not going to make you sign a contract that requires multiple quote-unquote follow-up visits. They'll take care of you the one time, and they will leave you alone. But I can guarantee you this. If you trust our good friends at All Guard Pest Control, you will not call them just the one time and then never talk to them again. You will call them over and over again because they are the best of the best. A local company based in Utah County, capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front. Check them out. That's All Guard Pest Control. You can call them anytime, 801-851-1812. That's 801-851-1812. That's their phone number. Or check them out on online at allguardpestcontrols.com. You can learn learn more about the company and just do a simple Google search. You will see five-star reviews, raving reviews online for this company. They do it the right way. They're straightforward. They are the best of the best when it comes to pest control. Check them out. That's our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. As we wrap up today's podcast on a Monday, let's get you a recruiting update because it was a busy weekend for BYU football on the recruiting front. Two big commitments to the 2021 recruiting class came over the weekend. Let's start off with the biggest name, I think, among the bunch, and that is Bentley Redden from San Clemente, California, a high three-star prospect according to the 24-7 Sports Composite Rankings. 
This is a young man who BYU fans may think, you know what, they had it in the bag because his father, Matt Redden, played for BYU in the 1990s, but I can tell you this much, it was anything but. The BYU coaching staff is ecstatic to have this young man committing to the Cougars verbally to join their 2021 recruiting class. He is expected to go on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints before enrolling at BYU, but when he does enroll at BYU... He has the ability to play on either side of the ball. There are some who thought he would end up playing defensive end at the Division I level and think he could be an impact player there. BYU sees him more in the mold of a playmaking tight end, and they're going to let him have his opportunity to play tight end at least to begin his career. I could see this guy really being a star for BYU if he really rises to what the expectation level is for him. As I said, Bentley Redden carrying on a legacy at BYU that his father Matt Redden laid early on in the 1990s. And there were offers from Virginia, Arizona State that were out there that he could have committed to. This was a tough battle for BYU and a tip of the cap to Aaron Roderick, who was the main recruiter for Bentley Redden as he recruits the Orange County area that San Clemente resides in. And this is a good player that I think BYU fans are to be excited to see after he comes home from his mission. Another kid who's expected to go on a mission as well as part of the 2021 recruiting class is the commitment that came this weekend of Nate Hoke from North Allegheny High School in Pennsylvania. That last name should sound familiar. It is the last name of his father, Chris Hoke, one of the best defensive linemen in BYU football history. Obviously went on to have a lengthy career in the NFL with the Pittsburgh Steelers, winning two Super Bowls, playing along their star-studded defensive line. Well, this is the second Hoke son to commit to BYU. Cade Hoke was the older brother of Nate Hoke, who committed to BYU as a preferred walk-on before going on his mission. Nate Hoke will actually be a scholarship player for the Cougars, and for good reason. Had offers across the MAC, had multiple MAC offers, as well as offers from Army and Air Force. This is a young man who's a standout player at linebacker, and I think really could come in and be an impact player for the Cougars. Similar to Bentley Redden after a mission, if he lives up to his billing, could be a starter impact player for BYU, and I really like to see what he, he has currently doesn't have a rating on the 24-7 composite rankings. I would expect with his commitment now that the 24-7 sports folks will be taking a closer look and get that rating. I would expect he probably starts out as a three-star and probably remains there for the duration of the recruiting class. But both of these commitments, carrying on family legacies, but they're not just legacy offers that are going out there willy-nilly. These are two young men two young men, excuse me, who have the ability to play a high level of football and BYU coaches understand that. Some other good news came over the weekend that Kingsley Sua Mataya from Orem High School, a four-star bordering on five-star prospect that could be a day one starter for the Cougars were he, if he were to pick the Cougars, has narrowed his field, his finalist list, to seven schools. BYU did make the cut along with Utah and Utah State, the local schools. He also had finalists of Arkansas, USC, Oregon, and Virginia amongst his finalists. So some tough competition for BYU. Five Power 5 teams in addition to the Cougars and Utah State make up the finalist list for Sua Mataya. The good news is is BYU's efforts to really re-engage this young man after I think things cooled off pretty heavily have yielded that he is still interested in the Cougars to at least some degree because he has them in that finalist list. Does BYU ultimately land his signature? Hey, I have my doubts. I think Oregon is the favored uh, team right now in the rankings, having uh, his teammate, uh, up there pl- teammates up there playing at Oregon. But we'll see what happens. I think Kingsley could be an impact day one starter for BYU at left tackle if Brady Christensen were to declare for the NFL draft, as many expect he might do after this, after this upcoming season. But 
hey, anything is possible. And the good news is that BYU isn't out of the mix for a guy like Kingsley Suamataya. Okay, final two notes for you on the recruiting front. Two offers that went out over the weekend from BYU. One goes up to the state of Montana. That may not sound like a recruiting hotbed, and it's not really, but BYU did offer Dylan Rollins from Missoula, Montana. He has FBS offers currently from Air Force, Central Michigan, Oregon State, and Nebraska. This is a young man who, yeah, he doesn't play in the hotbed of recruiting that is, uh, let's say, California, Texas, or Florida. But this is a young man at 6'5", 290 pounds, who has a legit ability to play offensive line. Probably not the most refined offensive lineman, but BYU's coaching staff, I think, see something in this young man that they think they can get out of him. Having those P5 offers from the likes of Nebraska and Oregon State should make things interesting for BYU as they battle for Rollins' signature. But the good news is, is BYU really working and turning over every stone as they try to find the best prospects they can find out there. And the final note today is a preferred walk-on offer that went out over the weekend, and that goes to Elijah Salvao. I hopefully Sauval. I hopefully pronounced that correctly. Plays at La Habra High School in La Habra, California. Offensive lineman, class of 2021, six foot four, 290 pounds. If BYU were to get this kid as a preferred walk-on, man, you're getting a good player because I think that uh, Salvao. I'm butchering this name. I apologize to the Salvao family. I know that they're probably going to be like, wow, this, this white guy can't pronounce the last name. I do okay with Polynesian names, but every once in a while one of them trips me up and I apologize. But Elijah, good player nonetheless, and we'll see if he ultimately decides to lock it in with the Cougars as a preferred walk-on, but a good player nonetheless out of Southern California right there as well. Alright, that's it. Enough of the recruiting talk. Some good news for BYU with two commitments. Another of the top prospects in the recruiting class, putting them in his finalist list. So a great weekend overall for BYU football on the recruiting front. All right, one last thing before we go on today's show, and that is to wish a very special happy birthday to my better half, my wife, Megan. It is her birthday today, and I have to tell you guys this much. I married up. There is no doubt about it. She makes up for so many different places where I fall short, and she is a big reason why this podcast succeeds to the degree it has succeeded. She picks up the slack and allows me to do what I do on a daily basis, and without her, there's no way this podcast is doing what it's doing. And man, I I just wanted to wish a happy birthday to Megan. She deserves it. She does so many different things that I, I take for granted. Honestly, I do. And I think many of you out there can think back on your significant others and say, you know what? I think we all can agree that our significant others do so many different things that maybe go underappreciated, overlooked, whatever it might be. But a very special happy birthday to my wife, Megan. It's her birthday today, and we're going to go out and celebrate. So let's sign off, and let's go have some fun. And hopefully you guys are all doing well. First things first, I hope you guys are all doing well, staying home, staying safe. Wear those masks if you're not able to socially distance. Let's continue to crush the curve. Some good news over the weekend with the COVID-19 stuff here locally in the state of Utah. Hopefully it continues to go well, and we have sports back in our lives. As I said earlier on in the podcast, it's really a day-to-day process for BYU football right now, and we all need to do our part to help really crush the curve and get things back on track. All right. That's it for a Monday edition of the show. Today's show brought to you in part by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control as well as rockauto.com. Make sure to follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Search us out at Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed, if you want to wish Megan a happy birthday, please do so. Uh, message me at Jacob C. Hatch or drop us a note via email, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Really tell her, hey, 
You are the reason why Jake sounds so good on this podcast. She won't believe you for a second, but hey, it might help me score some brownie points. And a big thank you in advance for your support of myself, my wife on her birthday, and just this podcast in general. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for July 27th, 2020. We will talk to you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.